Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Shout out to J. Cole, man. Shout out to J. Cole. Shout out to this next guy. We're going to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Greg Schwartz of the Bleacher Report. Greg, if you had to take somebody, would you take Drake, J. Cole, or Kendrick Lamar? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more of a uh, late 90s, early 2000s uh, rap guy. I was, a, I was a Nelly guy back in the day. Uh, ludicrous. I guess if you're going current, probably Drake, just because I've heard his stuff the most. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm more old school, I guess. Yeah, hey man, I remember I, went to, I, was, I was in college when Nelly came out. Uh, I, he used to, Nelly used to shut everything down. That, that, that tape, yeah. Country Grammar came out, shut everything down. Um, I've had so many great uh, times to that. Uh, we're not going to rewind those. Uh, <laughs> 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 not gonna run out. But what we will do is we will talk about our beloved Cleveland Cavaliers, man. And I just feel bad for the Cavs, man. I feel bad for them because you know tonight they got the uh, the Philadelphia seventy six or six o'clock. Um, I'm gonna go over there to the field house and watch the Cavs a little bit tonight. But man, it, it just feel like it, it feel like the momentum they had uh, during the middle part of the season was derailed by the injuries, man. And it, it just one after another and after another. What is the feeling in the organization about, you know, uh, them and the injuries going down in the backstretch? Yeah, I mean, if you look back two and a half months ago, uh, maybe not even that far, about the middle of January, they were tied for first place in the Eastern Conference. Yep. I, I mean, it was right there. I mean, I've was on your show and we were talking about goals for them. And I said, their goal should be to be the number one seed because they were so close. They were within striking distance. And then, like you said, you know, you get, um, you get injuries. To, well, now it's Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. I mean, you take away your two best defenders. Uh, yeah, you're going to struggle. Um, and then, you know, the, the games that Darius missed and obviously Ricky Rubio getting hurt. They didn't have any playmaking for a while. Uh, even after you trade for Karis LeVert, he's missing games. Uh, Rajon Rondo's been out. I mean, it's just when you take away your playmakers and your interior defenders, you're going to struggle. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe it was a little bit unrealistic to think we were going to end up the number one seed in the East, especially with so many, um, you know, good teams really kind of separating themselves now. But um, for them to fall to seventh right now is it, it's disappointing, but there's still a chance to get hit that number six seed and be guaranteed to play on uh, a playoff spot. Um, they are guaranteed to at least make the play-in tournament. Uh, the Wizards have been so bad, the Knicks have been so bad that the Cavs could lose their final four games. It wouldn't matter. They'd still be in the play-in tournament. So um, as good as it could have been, um, they're, they're at least 
the playing tournament is still considered the postseason. <laughs> I, I, it's not to me. It's it's not really um, a successful year at this point unless they truly you know get a playoff series out of this. But you know, if you would have told me going into the year, hey, the Cavs are at least going to make the playing tournament, I'd be like, all right, sign me up for that. That sounds pretty good. Uh, when you look at the the playing tournament, if the playing tournament started today, what would the format be, and who would the Cavs be playing? Yeah, as of last night, um, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets were in the eighth seed for the longest time, and it looked like they were on the rise. Now they've lost two in a row, and they actually fell down to the tenth seed. So as of right now, if it ended right now, the Cavs and the Hawks, who Atlanta just moved up to the eighth seed, the Cavs and the Hawks would play a one-game tournament. If the Cavs were to win that game, they would be the number seven seed going into the playoffs. Um, now, if they lose that game, they wouldn't be eliminated yet. They would play the winner of the 9-10. So that would be Charlotte and Brooklyn would play each other, and the loser of that game would be out. So then if the Cavs lose to the Hawks, um, they would play the winner of Charlotte-Brooklyn, and then whoever wins that game would be the 8 seed. So they, as long as they're a 7-8 seed, um, which they will be because they're, they're three games up on Charlotte and Brooklyn at this point, as long as they're in that 7-8 game, they can still lose one game as long as they win their second and still make the playoffs. Now, worst, can, worst case scenario, they lose to Atlanta or, or Brooklyn or Charlotte, or whoever ends up at the, at the eight seed. Um, and then let's say, they, let's say they lose to Atlanta and Brooklyn beach Charlotte. Man. That's the scenario you yeah. really don't want to be in because you don't want to face Kevin Man. Durant and Kyrie Irving and you know probably not Ben Simmons, but there's a chance he could be Man. back You're not winning in that. a one-game play-in <laughs> to try and make that. You're probably not going to win them, especially we don't know for sure if Jarrett's going to be back for that. We don't know for sure if Evan's going to be back for that. So uh, you try your hardest to beat Atlanta and, and just make the seventh seed because then if you got to do a one-game play-in against Brooklyn, that would be extremely tough to win. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, especially with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant just getting 50 a game, like, I mean, yeah. one of them is going to just – I mean, they've been in big-time games. They'd be motivated – and like you said, you don't even know if you're going to have Mobley or Allen back or any of those guys. Uh, just right. good gracious, can we tr- can we triple team Trey Young? Just don't let him have forty. <laughs> let I don't care who else kills you. I just don't need Trey Young shooting threes from half court. Well, and I mean, look, two nights ago we Atlanta put up 131 points on us. Wow. So, and that, and that, I mean, that's what happens when you don't have Jared Allen, you don't have Evan Mobley. So if you had those two guys back, I'd feel a lot better about your chances in that game because we've seen what happens when you don't have them. Uh, you know, looking at it, um, going down the, the back stretch. So what, this is strange to me. And I, and I thought about this a little bit. Darius Garland. And I was, I, I was talking to yesterday about uh, Colin Sexton and, and him coming back and, I was saying that, you know, they really miss his scoring, and I, I would really would um, like to see him, you know, d- definitely back with the team. But somebody said something to me, and I thought it was kind of, uh, I thought it was kind of a good, good point. He said, "Is the person is is the person that Darius Garland is today? Is that that's not the same person Colin Sexton was playing with before? This is a new no. type of dude. Like he's, I'm an all star." just him having the ball, him controlling the offense. And I was like, yeah, how, how does that work? Because Colin Sexton, when he left, was the, the main guy. And Darius Garland kind of took a back seat. Um, are the Cavs a little bit concerned that 
you know, Darius Garland has really blossomed his game, and it really can't be bottled up too much uh, if you do have a guy like Colin Sexton, who is ball dominant. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a concern, and I think that's one of the reasons, especially early on, you saw Darius be so good. Um, you know, he got that extra opportunity to run the offense, to be the primary shot taker, and he's responded. I mean, month by month, he's gotten so much better. Scoring's gone up, assists have gone up, efficiency's gone up. Like, he's answered the call. Every time somebody's been hurt, he's, he's been able to take on those extra opportunities, and he's thrived with them. Um, that being said, I, I would be concerned, you know, do you, if you still bring Colin back, which he's a restricted free agent, so I assume they are, if you still bring him back, can you bring him back as a starting shooting guard is mm. my question. Um, because do you want to do that? And that's, you know, by default, that's going to take away a lot of opportunity from Darius. And Darius is so good. You don't want to take away any more shots or any more. Uh, you don't want to take the ball out of his hand. So if, if you're the Cavs, I wonder, do you have that difficult conversation with Colin where you're like, you know what? you would actually get more shots and more opportunity as the sixth man on this team. And that's probably not something Colin wants to hear after he was, you know, averaging 24 points a game last year and he was in the all-star conversation. That's probably not the role he wants to play. And maybe at that point he would seek a trade. I have no idea. But if you're looking at the roster and the way, you know, this, this team's kind of made up, to me I'd probably rather have Karis LeVert in the starting lineup you know, a guy who's a little bit bigger, he's a little bit better playmaker. Um, I'd probably rather have him next to Darius Garland and have, let Colin come off the bench. Um, again, would would Colin be okay with that? Um, would he be open to the idea of at least trying it? You know, does he want to be a Jordan Clarkson for the rest of his career? Because Jordan Clarkson went to the bench and he never came back. It's kind of hard. It, did, <laughs> it didn't matter where he was. Lou Williams went to the bench and he never came back. Now, those guys have made – you know, a hundred billion dollars in their career and they've, they've won six man of the year and they've, you know, they've had outstanding careers, but you know, if you're Colin and you're 22, 23 years old and you almost made the all-star team last year, do you really want that to be your career? So I think those are going to be some really difficult conversations in the off season. Obviously you have to worry about the contract as well, but at this point that star is shining so bright for Darius Garland. You would hate for anything or anybody to take away from that. Um, at the same time, you know, this roster does need another playmaker. It does need another score. You definitely do need Colin, but you can't have Colin coming back and taking 20 shots a game. You can't do that next to Darius because Darius has been that good. And that's, and my thing is, and it's so crazy to, to think about it because we're not even talking about the evolution of Evan Mobley, right? Like we're not talking right. like what if Evan Mobley comes back and, now he's he's knocking down the 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 eighteen foot jumper consistently at the elbow. Now he has multiple moves down low, and he's shooting you know in somewhere in a thirty percent range from three. Like it, now it's like, hey, do we really have enough shots to go around? Uh, but right. it's 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 a it's it's a good problem to have. A couple of years ago, we didn't have nothing that to talk about. We was just like, where are we going to find points? It's a good problem right. to have. Uh, moving towards uh this year, Jared Allen. Uh, they said that he's not. He may be back, may not be back. Um, for the playoffs. Um, some people ask me, why didn't they? Was there an option to splint his hand and play? Um, some people have been saying they were surprised that the the finger really kept him out that amount of time. Um, was there any talk with the Cavs of of 
you know, examining whether or not he should should split it up and play? So with the fractured finger, um, basically the only the only options that I heard were surgery or no surgery. Um, and if you know, obviously the best long term thing would probably be to have the surgery, and that would have kept him out probably probably for the rest of the year. Um, because I, you know, even if the Cavs make the playoffs, I assume they're not going to win a playoff series. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think you're looking at this as, you know, we've got four games left in the regular season at this point, and then, you know, maybe one good playoff series. And if he would have had the surgery, I, I don't think he could have came back for any of that. So he elected not to have the surgery on his finger with the hopes that he could be back before the end of the regular season. Um, which April 10th is the, I, I believe, is the very last uh, game. So you're, you're, we're about a week away. Um, that's the hope. That's the that's the goal because I mean he's obviously been so good for this team this year. An All-Star center. You've seen what this defense has done without him. The way it's crumbled. Um, you know nothing against Moses Brown, who's, who's you know filled in admirably uh, as, as a team starting center recently. You know for a guy that's been on 10 days and now a two-way. Um, but he's not Jared Allen. And for the Cavs to have any chance, really, you know, even in a play-in tournament or a playoff series, they need Jared Allen. And uh, that was the thought process was, okay, he's, he's not going to have the surgery that will get him back on the floor faster. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, he doesn't have any more further complications um, to that finger injury. So that's the goal. Um, I've, we get an email update every day. Uh, on game days to see, you know, the, the status of players. Um, the Cavs have not done their media yet today. They have not sent out uh, their probables or questionables yet. Um, I'm, I should get that pretty soon for a 6 o'clock game. Um, so we'll see. There's At this point, he's probably day-to-day. But if we can just get him back before the playing tournament, that would be the best-case scenario to me. Because, like, like I said, you just gave up 131 points to Atlanta. If you have to play Atlanta again without Jared Allen, I think it's going to be exactly the same thing. So, um, you know, he took the approach that's going to get him back on the floor sooner and hopefully, you know, knock on wood, he doesn't have any further complications um, to that finger. Talking, talking to Greg Schwartz of the Bleacher Report on the North Elms at Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, Greg, what do you think overall in, uh, in terms of the NBA? Um, which team um, has more – uh, left in the tank, and, and and you know, gives other teams in the in the NBA playoffs a, a bigger scare. Um, do you think that the the Lakers or the Nets have a better shot of making it to the Eastern Conference Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and Nets? Yeah. Oh, the Lakers are dead. <laughs> the Lakers are a bunch of walking corpses right now. Um, the Lakers have lost five games in a row, two and eight in their last ten. Uh, they are 15 games um, below 500 Good at this gracious. point. They are trailing the Spurs, who the, the Spurs were actively trading away veterans at the trade deadline, be it Thaddeus Young, Derek White. I mean, the, the, the Lakers are dead. The fact that they have not shut LeBron down for the season yet is baffling. That must be LeBron's decision because that's absolutely the right thing to do with the injuries that he's had piled up. Um, Anthony Davis can't stay on the floor. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Westbrook is, is traded or released this offseason. I, I think his days as a Laker are about done. Um, the, the Nets for sure have the best chance. Um, you look at Kyrie is, is now, you know, he can play in home games. 
Ben Simmons, I know we've been saying his name all year, but there's there's still a chance he could come back and, and play hypothetically at some point. You know, the Nets, if the Nets make the playing tournament, that's the team you fear the most. It's not the Hawks. It's not the Hornets. Oh, yeah. It's the Nets because, because of KD. Like, the Nets are guaranteed to make the playing tournament. They're they're not falling to the 11th seed. They're, they're, they've already locked that up. The Lakers are <laughs> – I mean, I, I was looking at this the other day. The Lakers, if they, if they, you know, if they don't win out, basically, this will be the worst roster LeBron has ever played on in his life. This is worse than his rookie year with the Cavs. This is worse than his second year with the Cavs where they missed the playoffs. This is worse than his first year um, in, in Los Angeles where they missed the playoffs. This will be the worst team LeBron has ever played in in his life. We thought last year was bad when, when they lost to the Phoenix Suns in the first round. Everybody's like, oh, this is the first time LeBron's ever lost in the first round. In four years with the Lakers, he will now have lo- missed the playoffs twice and lost in the first round. And, and three times in four years, they didn't make it out of the first round. So thank God they won the bubble championship because after that, it, it's been a disaster there. So to answer your question, oh, it's the Nets. Nobody wants to play the Nets. The Lakers, I, I think everybody would would happily play the Lakers right now. They are horrible. Uh, do, how uh, does LeBron? I'll just say this: How many more years is is uh, LeBron with the Lakers? Does he force his way out? I, I well, he's under contract for one more year. Um, I don't think he'll force his way out for one more year. Um, everything that been reported says he likes living in Los Angeles. Um, he'll, his son will go into his senior season next year. He'll happily stay there, watch him. He won't want to move him. Um, even if they're not good le- next year, he'll still be chasing the all-time scoring record. Um, you know, and, and to pass that in a Lakers jersey, I think would be pretty significant. Um, so I think he's he's at least in LA for one more year. And then if they change the draft rules where you can go straight from high school to the pros, I think Bronny will enter the draft. And then he's he's already come out on record and saying this, but he's going to play with Bronny wherever he goes after that. So I think he's got one more year with the Lakers. And after that, I think he's going to go wherever Bronny goes. Um, unless Bronny's not draft eligible then. And then I think he maybe looks at Cleveland or he looks at one of these good young teams on the rise. I can't imagine he would sign an extension with the Lakers. And I can't imagine he would re-sign with them um, in the offseason in 2023 either. Greg, man, uh, as always, one of the best to do it. I appreciate you j- stopping in a barbershop on, on a Sunday, man. Yeah, I appreciate me on. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.